Hey, Steve here. Day one on our 40 Days with Joy. I love the four Bible verses that we have here and some of my favorites. And before I get into these verses and give a couple thoughts even beyond what's written in the devotionals, I remember when I was getting hope in the early 90s and getting a revelation of hope and I had read a quote from Francis Frangipan that every area of our lives that doesn't glisten with hope means we're believing a lie, and that area is a stronghold of the devil in your life, and that <clears throat> took me on this great journey of pursuing hope and finding Romans fifteen thirteen, where it says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, and Basically, that verse says that our, when we believe truth, our hope level will rise. Increasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with truth instead of lies. Decreasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with lies instead of truth. And so starting to figure this out, starting to understand that the greatest spiritual warfare is in our own thinking. And a lack of hope is a bigger enemy to us than anything the devil's doing, anything that's been in our past, anything people are doing. A lack of hope is the problem. And if we don't know what our problem is, we have a real problem. But I didn't really realize that all joy would come with hope. Romans 15, 13 again, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So during the 90s, there's this phenomenon that broke out called holy laughter. And what would happen, there'd be a meeting, corporate church meeting, someone who was not planning on laughing would start laughing, would try to stop laughing and couldn't. Sometimes whole sections of people not planning on laughing would start laughing, try to stop and couldn't. Preachers would come to the pulpit fully intending on preaching, they would open their mouth and all that would come out would be laughter. <laughs> I observed that. I was troubled and I was uncomfortable. I was troubled and uncomfortable. And I, I said, I'm going to see if joy is actually in the Bible because I don't think it's in the Bible that much. And so these verses, even this week, and these are not obviously all of the verses that could have been chosen, but these are ones that really impacted me. And as we start these 40 days, we certainly want to have a biblical basis for this. Any, any truth that we share, any, anything that we're trying to build a bridge for people to accept, believers to accept, we, number one, we share a lot of Bible. Number two, we share our own difficulty in embracing the message that we're sharing. And, and number three is we tell people what we're not saying. And by the way, I'll just say it right up front, that we're not saying we laugh all the time, we weep with those who weep. We're not saying mourning is... Uh, not important. We're not saying to pretend we don't have problems and just in an effort to just remain joyful. And, and 
it's kind of interesting because when we really began, my wife Wendy and I began to recognize that, wow, or, or hear, let me put it that way, hear messages on, on joy and the importance of joy and hope. We thought, oh no, now we have to be happy too. Now we have to be happy too. <laughs> and but joy mainly is the fruit of good beliefs and and so that's a point we'll get into this week even, but also during the 40 days. And so even the verses on day one. The verses on day one, uh DMIA 10, do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And really, uh, I, I used to say, well, I'll, I'll be joyful when all my problems are over, when all uncertainties are gone, when the people in my life are doing what I believe they should be doing, when I'm not hearing negative news in the media, then I'll be joyful. <laughs> and the Lord says, you, no, you can't wait. If you're not joyful now, the chances of you being joyful in the future are slim. Because, Steve, your lack of joy is not a circumstantial issue. It's a you issue. Ah, thanks, Lord. Thank you. And, so, and he says, by the way, you don't need strength at the end of the battle. You need strength in the middle of the battle. And then this verse, Psalm 1611, in his presence is fullness of joy. We may not be outrageously joyful every time we're in his presence, but if we're never outrageously joyful in his presence, we may not be as much in his presence as we thought we were. A chronic lack of joy is a representation of an incomplete God encounter. And then we have the verse, serve the Lord with gladness. Wow. Psalm 100 verse 1, serve the Lord with gladness. And it's so powerful when we think about that, because I believe gladness is one of the indicators that we've passed the tests at the level we're at. Faithfulness is not just showing up. It's how we think when we show up. And the, the law of faithfulness is if we're faithful at the level we're at now, we'll be given more. We'll be given increase. Parable of the talents, the parable of the minas, support that. And I'm not talking about having a bad day or a bad week, but I'm talking about letting go of gladness consistently at the level we're at. And so, again, faithful, faithfulness is not just showing up. It's how you, we think when we show up. And then the last verse of day number one, restore to me the joy of your salvation. David prayed that. And I'm praying that for you today. I'm praying that for me. We're in agreement. Lord, restore to us the joy of our salvation. Now, as you walk out this day, as you are on this journey of 40 days with us, these Bible verses are foundational for where we're going and being fully convinced of the priority and the importance of joy and how to access it. Hey, have a great day today as you are going to experience in an increasing way God restoring to you the joy of his salvation.